Hey guys, welcome to the Self-Evident Podcast. I am Mike. It is Saturday, 9 a.m. Um, Massey will not be here. They have some family things going on. Uh, just keep them in your prayers. But uh, let's get the party started. Let's get rolling. Be sure to let me know where are you from, uh, what you want to talk about. If there's something you want to discuss, you think is important to know, let me know that. And uh, I'm more than happy to try and answer your questions. Uh, we have a special guest coming on with us in a little while, and we're going we're gonna to talk about that whole socialism approach, um, and they're going to give you some real firsthand experience of what it's like to see socialism rise in their own nation. And we're also going to talk about oil, because oil is that thing that everybody wants to talk about. Oil makes the world turn, despite what people want to tell you oil is vital and it's much harder than just turning off the gas pumps and turning on the windmills but we'll get into that in a little bit before that be sure to share be sure to like be sure to comment and i mean this actually comment actually like actually share don't just say well other people will do it you need to do it as well why is this because it helps and it gets the word out to other people you want to be able to help other people. You want to be able to fight what's going on. This is your chance to do it. Let's get into it, though. Let's start this candle. So let's go into the whole oil thing. You remember a long time ago, there was this thing called the Keystone XL Pipeline. Now, remember, Trump had greenlit this whole thing. This was this was headed in, and uh, then Biden was vo- elect. He was cho- he was appointed to office, and when Biden came into office, he immediately halted this project. He said, nope, we're not going to do it. Environmentalists tell me not to. I don't want to make the environmentalists mad. Now, the dirty little secret. Did you know this increased our reliance on Russian oil? Don't tell anybody, but the U.S. crude oil imports from Russia more than doubled in 2021 rising to an average of 209,000 barrels per day from a daily average of roughly 76,000 barrels per day in 2020. Now, with talks of possibly banning Russian oil, or at least reducing reliance on Russian oil, we've got a big problem, don't we? Because we wouldn't want to raise the price of oil. And uh, if we go to slide number one, we've got, uh, oops, record highs are imminent. Dang it. Go figure. Record highs imminent. It's not even peak driving season. We're looking at large increases in the price of oil. So yesterday, the price jumped 11 cents. In one day, there was an 11 cent markup. Uh, This is the second biggest jump since the Iraq war. This is only 27 cents away from the record. So, okay, at least we're setting records. Are you guys good with that? I'm, I'm happy with that. America setting records one day at a time. Go Biden. Yeah, because Biden did that. But that's good, right? This matches well with food prices. This is good. The 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 cost is going up, so therefore, you know, wages are going up, all of that. Uh no, it's not good. So what's our solution? How about buy from Iran? That sounds like a really good idea. You know, we've only had our enemies. In Iran since, what, 1979? 
And now's the time for us to buy from them because uh, since we've decided to try and resurrect the Iranian nuclear deal, we hope to finalize this quick and then Iran can start producing oil for the global market. So when asked about this or opening the Keystone XL pipeline up, uh, Pete Buttigieg said, look, the president has said that all options are on the table, but we also need to make sure we're not galloping after permanent solutions to immediate short-term problems where more strategic and tactical actions in the short term could make a difference, he responded. You see what he did there? He said permanent. permanent. We, we don't want to go the permanent route. Let me ask you, which do they think is more permanent? A pipeline or allowing Iran to uh, sell some oil? In other words, we're more likely to start purchasing oil from another nation that we've sanctioned and been at proxy war with for decades than to build a freaking pipeline. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And it's... it. We look at Russia and we go, well, we need to ban your oil. So we're going to have to purchase more oil. Well, who else has oil? Um, we're mad at Russia. Usually we're mad at Iran. But right now we're more mad at Russia. So we'll, we'll stop with Russia and we'll go to Iran and, and we'll purchase from Iran. The whole reason that we're trying to stop buying oil from Russia is because we don't want to fund their war. So we'll fund the terrorist organizations and the proxy wars. Do you see what's going on here? And, and I'm, I'm not I don't want to get into the the swamp of just pointing the finger at the administration saying everything they're doing is wrong. Now, I can't pick a whole lot that I agree with. But what I'm trying to point out here is there's there's no solid principled solution anytime in your life you have a problem or an issue it is the principled solutions that will solve that problem. And the beauty of it is you stay consistent through that. Instead of going with the wind, doing whatever you feel you need to do, because five years down the road, you're scratching your head going, well, maybe we shouldn't have done that. You stay principled. Now, I, 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 I want to get into this whole Russian thing for just a second, because there's this events going on of let's ban Russia from everything. Let's ban their TV stations. Let's let's there was a Russian opera singer who supported Putin. So the opera she worked for fired her and replaced her with a Ukrainian singer. Do you notice that this is just the same old politics but on a different situation? Do you notice that? Let's let's Instead of Russian opera singer, I don't, I don't think this would actually exist, but Trump supporting opera singer. We saw this type of stuff happen where, where a Trump supporter was removed from something purely because they had come out and spoken in favor of Trump. Now, I'm not saying I support Russia, not by any means, but I really don't want to go down the road of censorship. That scares me because we already saw what happened with censorship. So let's let's not get passive and, and get quiet just because, hey, well, yeah, I don't agree with that guy. So whatever, you know, take him off. You know, the, even the, the Russian TV station. Now, there is something I want to clear up. This is a bit of a rabbit trail, but people have talked about how in the Ukraine and this goes along with it. Zelensky 
and and the Ukrainian administration had in previous years uh, banned TV stations and and arrested journalists. That's not wrong. Um, the TV stations were Russia supported, Russia backed, pro Russian TV stations. Now, as far as the journalists and the disappearances and all of that seems to happen more in the eastern section, which is more under pro-separatist, aka Russian, uh, pro-Russian control. However, I'm not going to carry water for the Ukrainian uh, uh, president and the administration and say, yeah, well, they're a bastion of freedom. Now, what I will say is, boy, haven't we done similar things here? We're we're not clean. We're not perfect. We're not innocent in all of this. Um, every country makes its mistakes. Not even mistakes. Sorry, bad word. Every country makes its evil, awful choices, and should be held accountable for that. Um, but what I think is interesting is that whole banning. So if if we look at the 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 idea of banning stations and all of that, it happens when you're afraid of the other side's information. And personally, I'd rather go toe-to-toe with information than allow allow somebody to be censored so that my side gets more exposure. Because my side will get censored at some point. And we've seen this time after time. You see these people who who push for censorship, and they're like, yeah, we we need to censor. And then they end up getting banned for something they've done because they will eat their own at some point. And this is a a collectivist type mindset. This is something that we really have to be wary of. I'd rather fight it out in the arena. And we can get into this more in another episode, but it's something to pay attention to. Don't go along. When, When you hear about Apple and Google and, and other payment systems shutting down payment options for Russian citizens. There's probably a part of you that says, yeah, stick it to the, the government. Let me ask you this. When was the last time that heavy sanctions actually changed course for an administration? Now, you may think of something, and, and please tell me if you do, but I can't think offhand a country that was suddenly like, you know what? All of these sanctions you put on me, you're right. I man, I totally missed it. I am so sorry. I I'm going to amend this. I'm turning my ways. My my labor camp doors are opening. I'm letting the people free. No. They just become more despotic. They become more more powerful in their thought process in terms of we won't back down. See, we're being attacked. We're being attacked through the economy. And if you've noticed, Putin hasn't exactly said, well, maybe we can rethink this whole thing. Instead, they've actually come out and said, look, this was a cold war for decades. It's time for a hot war. That tells you right there where they're willing to go, how quickly they raised their nuclear threat level. They're willing to go somewhere with this. Now, that's why Massey and I last week were talking about America doesn't need to get involved. I I really chafe at the interventionist idea. You may not agree with me. That's okay. But I chafe at that idea of let's get involved. For one, we are not ready for a war. (laughs) 
especially a world war. We're not ready for Russia and China. And Iran would join in and North Korea would join in. And Europe is a mess in terms of, of morale, uh, self-identity, which is so important in a war. The, in, in terms of military readiness, Europe's a mess. We're a mess. And China and Russia, are, are they're not on stable footing, but they're ready for a fight. Because when countries get desperate, it's time for a war. And so be very careful about pounding that war drum. And I guarantee you the war drum will start getting pounded louder in the upcoming months because nothing raises a president's approval rate faster than a war. And they know this. You notice COVID has now disappeared. It's the FDA or the FDA, the federal, the feds are now saying that, well, maybe we should lift mass mandates on the airlines. Did you notice the NFL has now suspended all of their mandates, their COVID mandates and restrictions? You know, it, it, all those players that they harmed their careers and, and hit them hard with fines and all of that. Well, you know, now we don't really care. But COVID's kind of slipping away. The economy's a mess. They'll have plenty of people whispering in their ears, hey, hey, you want to know what's good for an economy? War. War. It'll unify the people. It'll bring us all together, push us forward. Maybe we need a war right about now. We've got to finally stop Russia. We've got to finally take it to China. Watch for those war drums and, and speak against them. That's something that'll unify. I don't think there are a whole lot of Americans that really have the stomach for war right now. We've seen too much. We've, we've been involved in too much. And it's time for us to take a break. It's time for us to relax and, and get our own stuff together first. So that's my, my soapbox. Um, this Keystone Pipeline. So one thing I want to note before we go to our guests, one thing I wanted to note on this Keystone Pipeline. Recently, a bill was introduced to bring it back online. Um, 220 Democrats shot it down. It was basically a party line deal. Uh, and Matt Gates from Florida. Now, I want to explain his reasoning. I'm not saying whether I agree with him or not, but you've probably heard that Matt Gates said, no, I don't want to do this. Um, and you'll get some Republicans that just say, see, he's a Democrat. Let me explain his reasoning. Again, I'm not saying for or against. I want you to decide. So this is what it said. He said, the measure could open up the northwest Florida coast to drilling, potentially impeding military testing and related missions that take place east of the military mission line. Now, when he was asked more about this, or when his office was asked more about this, they had a little more clarification. They explained the congressman's concerns to the Epoch Times. Although the bill doesn't specifically authorize drilling near Gates's district, it keeps the president and his cabinet from freezing the new drilling lease sales on federal land or water. Any withdrawal of those federal holdings from drilling would have to be authorized by Congress. Spokesperson said this language could be used to undermine a September 2020 memorandum from Donald Trump extending the drilling moratorium off Florida's northwest coast until 2032. They said the congressionally approved moratorium is set to expire in June of 2022 referring to the original Gulf of Mexico Energy Security Act that made the area off-limits for drilling. 
it would be foolish to respond to Russia's aggression by rendering America less capable to defeat Russia or anyone else, the spokesperson said. Protecting the Gulf test range is in America's best interest. Now, where I will kind of push against that is I think we can find a way around it. Um, and this does become priority. Is your priority ind uh, energy independence or is your priority military readiness? And, and there's a, that's a clash and that's a, a specific clash, especially for somebody like Matt Gates. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not throwing him out to the wolves. I'm not, you know, berating him for this decision. I'm letting you guys know, this is why he voted against that. You make your decision on what you feel is a priority. Now, let's get into this. It's time. So let's go ahead and call our guests. Uh, we've got V and his wife. They, they, they have an interesting account, interesting perspective on a lot of what you've seen. And you've seen stuff coming from all of the various different spots that just smell of collectivism, socialism. And... We obviously talk a lot about it. We have a t-shirt you can buy, uh, shameless plug, uh, socialism steals, kills, destroys, sound familiar? And it's really important to notice, okay, what's going on and why is it happening so that then you can talk about stopping it. So Croft, let's go ahead and bring them in. Guys, how you doing today? Good. Good. Thank you. Good. So I want to get right into this. Let's Let's get right into this. Give me a real quick... Um, explanation growing up, where you came from, uh, what you saw, and then we'll get deeper into what you saw and, and how it relates to America. Okay. First of all, I want to thank you. Uh, thank you, Mike. Uh, love, uh, Messi. Um, I'm from Brazil. My wife is from Ohio, Cleveland, and, uh, love Pastor Todd. You guys are the best. Oh, I remember walking you. to you guys' church and, and heard, oh, Messi's there, Messi preached. I said, what? The soccer player for Argentina is there? Said, I, I, I want to meet that guy. I want to talk to him. And then there's totally different Messi, but I love him. He has the heart. He has the will. He's very strong. And he knows what he's doing better than Messi. The soccer <laughs> but, yeah, I'm from Brazil, Rio de Janeiro. Um what what we what we see here, what I saw over there is very interesting, very how I'm gonna say that is what happened in Brazil is happening right now here in America. And what is amazing, we were uh, with a government as, as, as a socialist and communist, and we didn't know for over 20 years. Hmm. They're running the show and we as a people, a Brazilian people, we are blind to see what's happening. And in 2018, one man, Bolsonaro, he woke us up. He showed to us what's happening. And the whole country now is awake and fighting. And the bad guy who used to be president for over 20 years went to jail, left the jail, and now is running in 2022 to become a president again. Oh, goodness. And, and they are saying he's going to win. We know probably if that happened, he, he, in the rallies, he cannot put 50 people together. Now, right. Bolsonaro, he cannot land in any airport in Brazil. He cannot walk in the street because thousands and thousands and thousands of people follow him. He's the kind oh, of Trump so in Brazil. Familiar. Yes, he's, kind of, he's the Trump guy in Brazil. 
basically right. the aim is that. But what is amazing me in America, that's what happened. For many, many years, we have a governor here running towards socialism, and we could not see. We all blind. And thank to one man, we're now able to understand what's happening in this country. Right. And I will say to you and to everybody's listening to me, I love this country. Love, love, love deeply. But I don't like a government. I don't like what's happening over there. And it, in my opinion, in my opinion, we are all awake. We are all awake. Now I think it's time for us to speak up. We have to speak up. And more we speak up, more people will listen and more people will follow. And we cannot be afraid to talk about it. Because what happened, if, if we don't talk, we're going to lose this beautiful country. We're going to lose everything we have. And I tell everybody, all my friends and people with me in my own business, and I, I, lost, I lose business sometimes because if people ask me a question, I'm going to be honest. And right. some people I do business with, they are left. And they look at me and say, listen, I'm not going to do business with you because you're right. I said, thank you. What am I going to do? But I will tell you one thing what God does. I lose that business and 10 times more comes very, very after because right. God always will provide. We cannot be afraid to talk to family members, to husband and wife, to kids, to neighbors, if you're in school, to school, to friends of school, even at work. If, if you have the opportunity to speak the truth, you have to. We are all awake, but we are quiet. And if we keep quiet, we're going to lose this battle. We have to talk. We have to say something. We have to speak the truth. What Bible says? God is the way, the truth, and the life. Every time we speak the truth, we bring Jesus' presence to that point, to that moment. And that is the beauty. If we speak the truth in any subject, God will be there. And we will win this battle. But we have to do this. We have to start. And I love the church, I'm uh, Revival Church, because we have a wake pastor. He's just woke everybody. He is not afraid to speak up. And I see you, Mike, Massey, you guys are not afraid to speak up either. And now we have to multiply Pastor Todd, you and Massey. I have to speak up. You just have to think if everybody starts to speak up. You don't right. need to be perfect. You don't need to know everything. We just need to speak up. Say something. Say, this is wrong. That's enough. That's and enough. That's, and that's, that's something that um, I, I don't think people understand well because one of the things that happens is people are like hey um you know i just i want to get by to get by and the problem is what happens is you you watch it happen and you hope it doesn't happen to you and we saw that in the churches of there was this approach of well that's out there let's just handle our business inside the doors well at some point they're going to come through the doors and handle business for you uh one thing that i want to ask you is is in brazil what did you see in terms of the 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 movement that that more socialist movement? What were they doing to to take hold of different areas and pockets of Brazil? Like, what did you see in Brazil that you're also recognizing in the U.S.? Yeah, they they first all the um, the middle class, the the small business, they they just just 
cut them off. They just break the, broke them apart and they want to make people dependent on the government. And the government over there was feeding a lot of people, giving, um, how you say, was giving just um, the, 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 they, they, give, they give a box of food. Uh, they give necessities. Necessities, right. rice and beans to all the people. And, and people was happy with that. They adjust themselves to, to that situation. They live happily with that, that situation. And for many, many years, this is what's happening in Brazil. And you can see this is happening right here in our eyes. And I think we, we thank you to, to God, uh, we are awake and we, we can see that. And we cannot allow this to happen. But the only way, again, I'm going to say that we have to speak up. Wake, I'm telling you, the majority of this country knows what's happening. The majority of people know what's right and wrong. But the only problem, the majority is quiet. And we have to speak up. If we do that with God, we will win this battle. We're going to take this country back. We're going to put the right people in the government. And we're going to put the right people believing God and working for God to bless the people, this country, this nation. And right. this nation will bless all the other nations. And I, I, believe, I believe that. That's that's one of those things that um, I don't think people realize that when America was was founded by colonists, right, when when the, the pilgrims and the Puritans first came over, their concept was we're we're creating a new land for God to flourish, a, a new light on on a new hill. And yeah, you you had economic interests and all of that. And that's that's a side thing. But there was very much this idea of we're dedicating this land to the Lord and we want this land to shine for all in the world to see what the Lord can do and how amazingly it's turned out that way. Um, how, how wonderfully America has been able to send Christianity out to the rest of the world and for all of our ills and all of our problems and, and issues, like, there is still redeeming quality in where our origin was. The time to return to our first love, right? And I believe this land has been very blessed and and seen a lot of peace because of our heart for the Lord. And it's something that we can build off of. It's it is that okay, let's get back to the Lord and then we can move forward. Then, then we've got the Lord with us and we can move forward with this. Um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you is, so Bolsonaro, what did you see? Obviously, there was massive popularity. And, and he was kind of considered the, the Trump of, of Brazil, right? Like yeah, you said. Yeah. And Western media, I noticed, would vilify him because he was similar to Trump. And... I'd, I'd like to get, if you have it, kind of a, a ground level view of what was going on leading up to Bolsonaro being elected. Um, was it similar to the U.S. where there was kind of this groundswell of, of all of that and and what you see now, now that, you know, things seem to be shifting again? Well, yes, it, it... Over there, whatever is happening here it is just happening. He's happening over there. The poor man is a good man, good heart. Is a very honest. He doesn't doesn't hold his mouth. He speaks the truth, and 
people feelings get hurt and the media goes over there and attack uh, the poor man. You understand? One thing I say today, we we cannot trust the media. Said so in Brazil, he is, is, is the same. They speak the same language. And I tell all my friends, you know, you don't need to know everything what's going on in the whole world. You don't need to know. You just need to know what you listen, who you listen, the media. If they tell you, listen, for example, Bolsonaro is bad, you think Bolsonaro is good. If they say eat chocolate, you eat vanilla. You know, right. see, if they tell you to sit down, you stand up. If you do that, you will be safe. You will be in the right path. You understand? Just you can use the media to know what's going on. Just listen the opposite. Whatever they say, they're lying to you. It's it's so clear. We can we we don't need to even have much thinking to understand that. And in Brazil, that's what happened. The whole ninety nine point nine nine percent of the media is after the poor man. But the people, is, they are awake. Now it's hard to, that guy, uh, there is no other way he's going to become a president again for the second term in 2022. If he, that doesn't happen, it's a fraud. Right. And that's it, what happened here. We all know that's what happened here. And it's a big chance that could happen over there as well. Is but there- we have to be smart. We have to understand who we're dealing with. And we should know that we cannot trust the media. We cannot trust. You mentioned about Russia. This is, I see things I just get, oh my gosh. I see people saying something. I, I'm not a fan of Putin as well, but right. it, it, but it, I, we can, I cannot glorify the president, president of Ukraine. <laughs> he, he, right. He's an evil man. Just he's being uh, fed money by George Soros. We all know that. You understand? It just, now the guys are here. I don't understand. And I see Christians, brothers and sisters, not just listening to the media and then swallow everything. And that kind of scares me because we have uh, the Bible says when the Antichrist comes, he has the power. Uh, and his tongue, he he can he can say things that you will believe. If we as a Christian now falling for for dumb things like that, for things we just can just even think of that Christ decide to show up and talk to us, right? And we, we all gonna fall for that. We people, have to be smart. We have to wake up. People think that that the Antichrist will be and and any iteration of an antichrist spirit right because what does it mean against christ right so any iteration of a spirit of antichrist people think is going to be evil is it is going to uh be be awful in their tongue that nobody's going to want to agree with it no it's it he comes posing as an angel of light and so it's very, very suave, very, very convincing, persuasive, sounds good. And here's one thing that I will say that I, I think the spirit of Antichrist tries to do is um, excite your desires. And so if you look at, especially in the garden, Adam and Eve, the serpent was able to pinpoint a soft spot in Eve of, yeah, he didn't really say that, did he? It's because he knows you're going to be like him. Immediately hit that desire spot, right? And so when we're listening to, you brought up Ukraine and and the 
there's this fawning media that seems to be happening right now about the president of Ukraine, right? And what what I find interesting is that whole nationalist movement uh, joining together to fight the Russians, kick them out, every man, woman, and child picking up a gun, this, this movement of like protect your homeland. Our media will fawn for it for Ukraine, but as soon as anybody in America talks about defending their homeland and, and rising up and uniting as one and defending with guns, you're a neo-Nazi, right? So it, it, when, when the narrative changes based on who it is, be very wary. <laughs> now, I, I support the Ukrainians as a people rising up and defending their homeland whether whoever's in charge is good or bad i don't like uh independent nations being invaded just not ha happy with it yeah. but i can still be consistent with that because i support them defending their lands i support us defending our lands and the beauty is we have the second amendment we we have something enshrined telling us we have a god-given right to defend ourselves ukraine doesn't have something enshrined saying you have a god-given right to defend yourself so they're playing from behind a lot of nations are and and you had brought up the whole soros thing and and it what concerns me is soros davos world Ec economic forum klaus schwab all all of this like intermingling of all of this stuff it's it it's so hard to tell okay what's what's global uh puppeteering and what's just global chaos right and that's it's it's a sad state of affairs when we can reasonably attribute hey are these global situations happening because people are pulling strings you know and i just to tell you for a second i was watching something from klaus schwab from the world economic forum and i'll i'll consider it a righteous anger rose up within me and it was like, why can he get away with this? I want to stop him. I want to beat him. I, I, I want him to fail. And I want to be able to be one of the people to stop him from doing it. Because I believe every nation should should be allowed its own independence and be allowed to, to determine for itself. And I can't stand this collective collectivist ideology of we know better than you. So just let us make decisions for you. Because to me, that's an antichrist thing is stop making decisions. Just let me take care of you. See how that fulfills a desire. And, and so I, I'm going on this tangent because let's, let's get into quick, like what solutions you said, rising up and speaking, right? Um, what are there any other solutions you see that Americans can implement in their own lives today to help defend against this, this type uh, that, of that is that is that is easy. I'm gonna say something. <laughs> I'm gonna say something. I have the privilege to travel all over the world, Middle East, Europe, Europe, everywhere. And I tell everybody, everybody I know, I tell, listen, we live in the best country and in the best states of the best country, Florida. Now I'm gonna say one thing. What we need to do, we are awake. Now we have to speak up. But the most important thing, the American people has to love the country back again. Right. What's not happening, we have to love. Love is the key for everything. America now is, 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 is scared, 
is afraid, the American people. They are lost. You see? But it, they are awake. It's a good start. And I believe in this country. I love this country. And I'm telling you, if you not have a, didn't have the privilege to go anywhere, I'm telling you, this is the best country. I came from Brazil. And I love, I'm telling I thought I'm American. I love to My family talks to me, hey, where are you going to say, mommy, brothers, I will die in this country. I love America. And I'm telling America is perfect. No. Perfect place is heaven with Jesus and God. But now we do have a great country. We are awake. We have to speak up. But the most important thing, the American, American people has to love the country back. The first love has to come back. And when we, the love comes back and we start to speak up slowly and, God, and put God in all these things, we will be blessed like no tomorrow. We're going to be like a great nation, like always we used to be. That's that's my, if I can, my, my two saints, you understand? Yeah. Just, just speak up and just bring the love. Let's love the country that we Amen. used to love. This Amen. And then everything is going to be good. Can I mention something real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Please. Um, I, I do talk to people a lot, asking them, you know, how do they feel about what's been happening in the past two years? Um, and people are afraid. People want to stand up. People want to rise up, but they don't feel they have power to do so. They, they're looking to a leader to help lead them. Um, they also don't know the power that we have as Americans in our Constitution, our Bill of Rights. We need to have a re-education of what this country is about because I think nobody really knows. They, they've just gone on their daily life every day. And I'll be honest, I don't know everything in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. I, I've been doing life for so long, going to work, you know, going to church, doing these things. But now that we are coming up against something that wants to steal it underneath from us, we do need to re-educate ourselves and know the power that we have is the people and not the government. And I think that is something that we're lacking because for lack of knowledge, we perish. Uh, and I think this is something that we, not just when we stand up, that is something we need to educate people. We're not trying to hit them over the head and tell them what they're supposed to do and rise up and do this and that because sometimes in that, that causes division and then people will take sides. And as a people, we have these inalienable rights. Uh, and that is what's going to bring us together. That's why we're the United States. We have the Constitution. We have these things. We have a power we're not using. Right. No, that, absolutely. And I, I love that you say that because it's it's so vital for people to actually know the truth. And and we've got to get over this, this mindset that um, knowing the Constitution and Declaration of Independence is just stuffy old people conservatism. Yes. Because you know, we immediately we picture American eagles, American flags, old white hairs sitting in a in a room with styrofoam cups of coffee, learning about you know the <laughs> Fifth Amendment, right? <laughs> like it's and and I'm I'm one of my goals and missions is okay. How do I how do I renew interest in something so vital and and make it um, fresh for people to where they realize how important it is for their own lives. I love that you said you you were living life. 
you which absolutely you were living life you were doing your thing and and now it's come of like oh i need to know this i need to actually understand this um and so in 30 seconds what do you was there a certain catalyst that switched that for you that where you said i need to know this stuff because I saw my rights were being taken away, that I didn't have a voice. They were trying to stuff me down into a hole and make me believe that I don't have a right to stand up, making me try to think that, oh, I better be quiet, or what is the consequence of that? Because that's how that all starts, right? You People are trying to push you down and tell you, you don't have a right, I'm in charge, not you, and you're gonna listen to what I have to say, or I'm going to do this and this and this and take everything away from you which by being quiet is actually giving them the power to do what they want and when they want and how they want. And that's not how we're set up to be as a, as a country. Right. And, and I love that. It's if you're silent, you're, you're giving permission, you're allowing. That's right. Um, and, right. and there is something to be said of, look, your silence allows people to continue to do what they want to do. At some point, just like V was saying, like some point you got to speak up. You have to actually make your voice heard. So guys, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, Thank you for for giving your point of view. Uh, We really appreciate you. I'd love to have you back sometime soon. Um, And keep keep fighting, right? Keep fighting for us, all right? Amen. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Have a blessed day. You too. God bless. Bye. So guys, there you go. Um, and, and I love hearing perspectives from people who've come from other countries because it's, it's really refreshing to hear, okay, what are the similarities and then what can we watch out for? And if you notice one of the things V really hit on was media and, Yes, old conservative drum that we beat all the time. Don't pay attention to the media, the media, the media. There are news outlets and independent reporters who you can look to, not for the unvarnished perfect truth, but at least they're trying to get to the truth. Right now, major news media is not seeking out the facts. They're a narrative machine using facts for their narrative. And when you pay attention to something like even Fox News, you are receiving a narrative and you have to be aware of that. It doesn't mean you can't get nuggets of truth, but all of those nuggets of truth will point towards a greater narrative. Find your independent news sources, read those, weigh them against other news sources. And if you don't have the time for that, find a couple of voices that you trust to give you an overview of what's going on. You notice there isn't much talk about what Ukraine has done in terms of human rights violations right now. All you hear about Zelensky is he's this man standing up to Putin. Isn't it funny that Russia has become the enemy once again? Russia, 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 Russia. I'm so tired of hearing about Russia. You know that if you look at a map, NATO has pretty much hemmed in Russia, and Russia has been complaining about this for years. And if and if you notice, Belarus and Ukraine are in between NATO and Russia. If Russia had bases all over Canada and all over Mexico, would you not be a little weary? 
a little nervous. And if, say, Texas were an independent nation and you had the chance to create a buffer between you and Mexico with all of these Russian bases, wouldn't you maybe take that step of, okay, what do we have to do to ensure that Texas will not become a Russian base state? There is reasoning behind it. Now, is that the only reason? Is there more reason? Sure, absolutely. But look at more of the facts than just the narrative of Putin is evil and wants to reunite the Soviet Union no matter what. Is there an element to that? Maybe. Is there an element to imperial reunification? Maybe. Is there an element to NATO? Maybe. Lots of different elements, right? So we're going to go ahead and close this here on show out. Guys, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. <gasps> Who is that? Hey. And, I, can't, I can't hear what he's doing, but and, love you guys. And if uh, you uh, are on SoundCloud, guess what? That was your fearless leader. <laughs> you can tell him. Carrie just got, she's out of surgery. You want me to tell him? Okay. Yeah, she, she actually sat up uh, in the chair this morning. Good. Yeah, she's doing good. Um, cool. So let me fill you in real quick if you're still paying attention, if you're on SoundCloud. So I had told you there were some family things going on. Carrie had to go in for emergency surgery. Um, what was it, two days ago now? Uh, he said she's doing well. She's sitting up in the hospital. She's, she's, she got out of bed into a chair. She got out of bed into a chair. So keep praying for her. She's getting better, recovering. Guys, we support the family. Prayers for the family, right? Um, um, feel free to reach out. Give your, uh, your prayers, your well wishes, your feedback of love. Um, we're going to fight this all as a family and help her recover and get her back on track because we need her. This uh, ministry does not run without her. I'm just telling you that. It, 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 could you imagine if Massey and I were in complete control of this? No, no. <laughs> this wouldn't have lasted a week. So prayers go out for Carrie. Prayers go out for the Campos family. Guys, thank you so much for your love, your, your continued participation, your continued listening. I thank you so much for everything you do for us. And if there's anything we can do for you, please let us know. So until next time, guys, I love you. Have a great day.